We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Wednesday morning, Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Ole Miss falling in men's basketball last night at Alabama, 84-62. The Tide controlled pretty much the whole game. Watched uh, almost all of it there. Uh, at from, well, did not watch it from Coleman Coliseum. They lost in Coleman Coliseum. So we'll, uh, we'll hit baseball. So say, if you <laughs> went, didn't write. I'm, I'm about to get Could have saved you a lot of trouble there. Save me. Um, so we hit that. Some football stuff. The um, what's it called? The NCAA Transformation Committee is that what it's called? They oh, had some recommendations this. yesterday. Did you miss this? Oh, is this about the ninety team playoff? Yeah, all that stuff. That's why Kermit got asked about that last night. Oh, did he? He got asked about that last night. Yeah. Pick your spots, guys. Not not the time for for for, for that one. Need another story. Okay. All right. When you got a quota, you got yeah, a quota. I get it. All right. So uh, that some more stuff coming uh, today on the show. Hope all of you are having a uh, a wonderful first few days of the new year, keeping your resolutions in in check, all that kind of stuff. Um, here uh, here on this morning, rain finally out of the way in the Oxford area. So head on over Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford every day. Lunch specials. You know about those by now. You get any size fountain drink. You get some bread of your choice as well. Up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi as well. They can handle ribs tonight for dinner. You call ahead, they'll wrap them up, have them ready to go, wet or dry, ready for you there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. Call that number, 662-257-1900. Tell Corey Clark what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done four times now. What I recommend that you do, let's hop into a Clark Ford today. Uh, you get great service. The people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. So uh, let's see. 
I assume that like most years you did not do a resolution, Mr. McCurdy. Um, um, or did you reflect a little? Because um, I, I do think there's a difference there. I think there's a difference in a resolution and a reflection of yeah. where you where you are, what's ahead, what's new, that kind of thing. I don't know that I've made a resolution. I guess I sort of did a few. Did you? Yeah, mostly I keep them to myself. Okay. Um, that way if I fail spectacularly, no one will know. But you're not me. one of those people who goes, "Hey, I'm going to blow them out everywhere to put more accountability on myself." No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't feel like. And addict. those have to be really front facing too. That has to be something that is noticed. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not like, "Hey, I'm going to manage my time better. Or I'm going to do, you know, no. read more or things along those." Yeah, no, I mean, those lines. Not really. I mean, I, I've got, I've got some things. Yeah, there's, a, there's two or three things, but, but nothing. I mean, nothing all that deep and profound. I'm gonna like run nine marathons this year or anything like oh, that. Oh no, no. I mean I've worked up to ten miles and You're hurting. It it, it just like I don't know that it's it, not ten years ago. And I don't know that it really fits there's what's the reason. Like I'm at ten miles and I'm fine. I could run more, but I don't really know why I would run more at that point. Like I don't I don't see the point in running a marathon. I don't I don't I don't think you, 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 I don't think you, you the, checked it off the bucket list. I don't think the accomplishment would outweigh the damage I'm doing to my body at that point. What made you, and I know at that point you were just a long distance runner, but I, I understand completely the motivation of one. I mean, I have that wild hair from time to time. What is the motivation for like three, four, five? Like, I mean, that level, you know what I mean? Like that level of training once it's kind of over or even, I even understand two in a way because you're not like a one trick pony, but like past that, what's the goal or the motivation? I mean, I ran the third one because David Brandt wanted me to run it with him. (laughs) Well, that's, (laughs) um, I guess that's true. I ran the fourth one because the first one I ran in Chicago, I went by myself and Laura wanted to go with me. She wanted to be there for the, for a marathon. So I, I ran that one. And I, I've thought about running a fifth one because five just sounds better than four. So it is four. Okay. I couldn't yeah, remember what it was. I've run four. Big Sur, Minnesota, Chicago twice? Yep. Okay. So I don't know. Is I mean, there a place for the fourth one, the fifth one that was like, oh, if we did this, it would be cool? The one I've thought about is one of the ones in Montana where it's really flat and cool. Okay. And I've never been to Montana. So that, not like New York, Boston, no, like one of the like no, the, the well, the, the one like the the one. In, no one wants to. No one cares. The Chicago <laughs> ones are so crowded that you the first thirteen miles you're running in traffic. Yeah, sure. I mean, just bumper to bumper, which makes you slower. And not, not even that. I mean, just it's just you're actually bumping people, which you get frustrated with because there are people that aren't. You run in in. What are they, corrals? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like a four-hour corral, a four-hour, 20-minute corral. And so you get the person that signs up for the four-hour, 40-minute corral, and they're trying to run a four-hour marathon. And they're racing through you, or vice versa. The person who's going to run a five-hour marathon but doesn't want to admit that up front. And so they sign up for the four-hour corral, and they're going too slow. I liked Minnesota a little bit better because it was a little more spaced out. And within the first two or three miles, I was kind of in my own little space. Okay. Now we've gone through that, that yeah. But I mean, I, else. I mean, I think I could do the training and get it done. 
and get to a place where I could run one more. I just don't. You really want to. Well, I mean, like the thought of you gotta the, really want to. The thought of like the twenty mile runs just sort of sucks because you're doing it in a gym. Because that's the, if, if you're going to run on a flat marathon, you might as well go run in a gym because you can control your uh, hydration easier. You can't simulate like in Oxford. You can't simulate a a marathon in on a flat surface because Oxford's pretty hilly, and then you have the humidity and such. So you're better off just running in a gym in a air conditioned environment where it's seventy degrees. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. And you can plan your drinking every two out every two. You would have to literally miles. drive around and lay out bottles and then come back and run it. Yeah, places. and would you really? And trust, I know people who do that. Yeah, but would you really trust? That, like, if like you late staying, or just someone not tampering with it, or disappearing, or yes. I don't know. I mean, I'm I don't know. I can't say that I'm never gonna do it because that's a big word, but I don't I don't have any plans right now. Okay, now that that's out of the way, um, really no update whatsoever on Demar Hamlin from yesterday. I know some of you guys, God help you use us for sort of your news sources in the morning to catch you up on things. And there's been very little, um, very little of substance come out of any, uh, official channels or really in general from, uh, from that yesterday. Uh, he had an uncle, um, come out yesterday and say that uh, he used the quote died twice, but meaning he was required to be resuscitated twice throughout the, uh, the process once obviously on the field and then i think once either ambulance or hospital it was at the hospital yeah through that but that is that is where we are as of again eight twenty-five this morning as we are uh getting started and um we'll see what the uh what the day brings with uh with that it's it's i saw where um i follow a lot of bingles accounts and and have for a couple of years now they are having a press conference and a practice today um they're getting back to it as if they're going to play the Ravens on Sunday. Yeah, they said no game would happen this week. There'd been there would be no The Ravens, I'm sorry, the Bengals are operating under the assumption from things I've read from insiders that that game will never be completed. That it's done, that it will be a it will not exist. Not going to be a no contest, not going to be a forfeit, not going to it's just not going to be but you still it's it that's the same thing though because you're still using percentage points. Right. So the It's it's kind of I mean the, the the loser from a football standpoint here is the Ravens because they can't win the NFC North. Right. Um AFC North, but whatever. Yeah. AFC North. Yeah. They can't win the NFC North either. <laughs> they can't. Um <laughs> but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a cynic. I'm certainly hopeful here. I my my antenna are up. That I there's was more yeah. Here. I, I I got I got more frustrated and I don't know if upsets the word, but whatever it is, as the day got into the afternoon without much of an update. Um, and now maybe that was in my own head, kind of what's what I was anticipating. I I, I don't know, but. I thought as it got into the afternoon, that was a that was a, a weird sign that we had not gotten 
I think if we get into this afternoon for sure without something semi-positive from official channels, I think that's alarming. Yeah, I I, I would, I would, I would. Uh, The the league, the league's lack of kind of conversation about that makeup game is alarming to me. And I may, I could be completely off. I don't cover the NFL. I haven't covered the NFL in a long time. Um, I do know they're they're very deliberate with what they do, and I thought that the pushback from the NFL against Joe Buck was interesting, and Joe Buck doubled down. Yeah, ESPN and the NFL completely uh, opposite, going at one another here over the the five minute. Yeah, get ready situation. Yeah. Joe Buck. And the did NFL not- says that they never did that, and ESPN says, "Yeah, you did." And I think they did. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with the, I'm with the ESPN on this one. Look, no matter what you think of Joe Buck, Joe Buck has, has, has announced a lot of big things, right? I mean, he's, he's done this before. That wasn't his first rodeo. He wasn't in that moment going to say that about five minutes unless someone told him that. Of course, he did not just go. Hey, you know, they're probably going to give him five minutes. I mean, no. And I go back to what I said yesterday at the risk of being repetitive. Joe Burrow doesn't pick up a football. And the Bills defense doesn't begin to take the field. Unless Stefan Diggs doesn't deliver that pep talk. Unless someone told them something. Okay? Yeah, sure. That's just too much, too many coincidences. Sure. Joe Burrow, who very clearly was 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 bothered as evidenced by the fact that when they got to the locker room, he was the first person, this is per Bengals players, to say, hey, can we head over there? Can we go yeah. comfort and support our, our colleagues with the Bills? Joe Burrow's mind was not on, okay, let's get back into this. All right, we're first and 10 at the 48. Yeah. yeah. XY 12 post, hey. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's get Jamar involved in this. No. That's not where they were. It's not where his mindset was. So for him to pick up a football, someone told him, hey, we're going to play football. So he put his work hat back on because what choice did he have? There's a lot there. Yeah. um, And the NFL's in a weird spot here. Frankly, the NFL's in a weird spot here with this story because, I mean, look, we're all rooting for the same thing. We're all praying and hoping and and. Um, that that he recovers and has a full recovery. But if you're the NFL, this is I mean, this is a worst case scenario. If 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 indeed something the worst happens and you can trace it back to a football play, no matter how freak the football play may be. I was listening to NFL radio last night driving, and they had the voice of the Bengals on as a guest. And he made this point. He's exactly right. This was not just another NFL game. This was a prime time Monday night game on what was essentially, a, what was not essentially, what was a federal holiday. Yeah. People had watched the Rose Bowl and they were watching Bengals Bills, these two teams that are um, surging to the top of the AFC, maybe to the top of the league. They're they're undoubtedly two of the best five teams in the league, maybe two of the best two or three teams in the league. 
I mean, I think the only teams that you'd put in that in that air with them right now are the Chiefs and the Eagles. Sure. Cowboys, maybe. It's it's a small group. You have two of the bright young stars of the league in in Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, playing each other for the first time. You had a lot of eyeballs on this. And as he said, it happened in the first part of the first quarter, really. What about seven, eight minutes to go in the first quarter? Yeah. A lot of young eyeballs had not gone to bed yet. Right. They were still getting to watch that game. You had a lot of people that a lot of moms and dads out there that saw that happen and said, looked at little Johnny and said, You're not playing football. This was a big moment for the for the NFL if this goes bad. There's there's a lot there's a lot here. There's a lot of questions that get asked if this goes bad that are fair questions. No matter how many people in, in, in our field go, no, it's not fair to ask. It is fair to ask. It's not fair to, not fair to assume, but it's fair to ask what, what all was involved here. What happened? It's a fair question. And if this thing goes badly, and again, no one is hoping that it does. In fact, everyone is hoping against hope and praying as fervently as possible that this is not going to go badly, that he's going to recover, that he's going to be a fully recovered, return to the playing field one day. We've all gotten to know this guy reading about him since it, and he's a wonderful person. And you look at what's happened with this with this charity. Gone from unable to raise twenty five hundred dollars yeah. to I think it's six million. Is right it now. that many? I mean, you know, there's a lot there. But in the event that this goes badly or that there's permanent damage to him, there's, there's questions that, that that are going to be asked, that have to be asked, that need to be asked. And it, if I've been frustrated at anything, it's it's at the pushback that anybody gets if you dare ask a question of what happened. What happened? Was this, was was there was was there is it just was it just a freak thing? Is there something that could have been done to prevent it? Does equipment need to be changed? And there and, and look to 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 bring up the the COVID boosters is not to say that, hey, this played a role in it. It's to ask, is it possible that this played a role in it? And that's not an unfair question. And it's, I mean, it just shows how, even on something like this, where everybody, unless you are a true psychopath, is pulling for the same thing, it still becomes so charged with anything beyond the initial general thing that is going on, yeah. that it branches off into these tributaries of discomfort and emotion and things and things because of leanings or whatever it is you want to you want to call it. Um, well, our field has taken, and it has. I'm just being honest. It has taken basically a stance of if someone says, "Is it possible that that played a role?" Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. No, they're not. You're a conspiracy theorist if you say, "Oh, this definitely was." This definitely was because of the booster. Well, you can't say that. No one knows that. But if you ask, is it possible that that played a role? That's that's just being But that goes both ways, too. I mean, if you're doing a full scope of this, full scope. Sure. You, you, you ask both sides of it. You go, hey, is vaccine booster related? COVID related. Yeah. I don't know. Right. I mean, there's, is it possible there's that nothing he... that says that, some, that a COVID infection at some right. point caused something along these sure, lines. Absolutely. 
I don't know. Absolutely. And that's things that, frankly, it, it's the unknown of the human condition that we don't like unknowns and I don't know. Because, look, I mean, a lot of wise in, in, in 20, it, that's that, 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 you know, a lot of it was, hey, we don't know what's going on in there, and that's the scariest thing in the world. We're probably not going to know exactly what all the long-term ramifications of all this, and I sure. mean COVID, I mean vaccine, I mean everything, sure. decades. Sure. Absolutely. 20 years down the road, you go, oh, God, no, the really minor COVID thing where you didn't feel a symptom. That caused something that caused some sort of heart thing 15 years later. And the prayer here is that Very there's possible. no way to get that answer because he lives. And he lives a long, fruitful life. I mean, that's the, the, the hope for everyone. But in the wake of it, I don't think it's unreal. I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's sinister for people to ask what happened. Because when you watch that play, I mean, look, there are people that are going after T. Higgins because oh, he, God. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But when you watch that play, you think, God, I mean, starting at the junior high level, you see that play all the time. That wasn't a collision that you went. I mean, we, we've, remember, they don't do it anymore. Remember, they used to do the Sports Illustrated ESPN hardest hits or whatever, and you'd see these hits where the helmet goes flying and stuff. And we don't see that anymore because yeah, we, sure. you know, thank goodness. Yeah, we, but we do still see collisions where you go, ooh, right? That was not one of those. If anything, it was just kind of a sort of ran into each other. Yeah. No, look, there is a there is a very freak accident likelihood of this exactly what happened here. You you've seen it in multiple sports. You've seen it through things. We don't see it in football very often because of pads and things the way they're set up. But you know, I was reading a story this morning in the Indianapolis Star because, like I said, Greg Doyle does really good human interest stuff, so I follow them just for that. And one of the other writers, it was not him, but he had retweeted it, um, that a woman was not watching the football game on Monday night, but she got calls going, are you okay? Are you whatever? And she's like, what are you talking about? And they said, you haven't turned the game on. Be careful. Her son was a high school football player who died from that, whatever that right. rapid blood trauma thing was in 2012. Right. So it does happen in oh, football. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it is, I, it is I spoke, a thing. I spoke to a, a doctor yesterday who said he he firmly believes that's exactly what it was and that yeah. it's just kind of freak. And I saw someone say that it could even be the part of Higgins's pad that specifically hit oh. his chest. Yeah. Yeah, because you do have another hard surface that's that coming it, it into can contact. Be just, it, it can be just a minute thing. Hardman's got a good point. Surprised it doesn't happen more in car accidents, hitting right things the way you are. But again, it has to hit also that millisecond in right. your beat pattern. Um, also, right. that's there. No, yeah. The whole point here is not about a conspiracy or anything else. It's that you want to know exactly what happened so you can know moving forward exactly what happened. You want all the information. Information is never bad. You want all the information and all the ways you can get yes. it. And just going, nope, I'm going to put my head down. No, 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 let's figure it out. Well, let's, and, let's, and, let's, uh, My point is in the event, and again, I, I hope we never have this conversation, but in the yeah. event that it goes bad, if I'm the NFL, I'm like, hey, before we all just go, this is a football thing and no people are going to play football anymore because football's look isn't, football's not as healthy at the grassroots level as it was 10 years ago. Sure. It's not. Sure. Now, football still makes a gazillion dollars 
but it's not as healthy as it was a generation ago at the grassroots level, 10 years ago at the grassroots level. It's just not. Go to a high school football game in this state, which is football crazy, and come back and tell me it's as healthy as it was 10 years ago. It's not. They can't afford things like this. Anything that that has a percentage in decrease in activity. Yeah. Where, where parents look at their kids and say, you're not playing. Yeah. Because once you take enough kids out at the grassroots level, it trickles up well, yeah, precipita- precipita- participation is yes. what it is. I mean, so, you know, yeah. kids are going to follow what they grew up playing. Yeah. That's typically how it works. And so if you're the NFL, you, you, hey, I want these answers. And frankly, at this place, if you're the, ah, I won't even finish the thought. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, the two things that people are clinging to from a positive standpoint from yesterday as we uh, close this evening into the break is that apparently the Bills players received a guardedly optimistic update from the team at some point yesterday, um, just kind of in closed doors, what they were told about his condition. And then the uncle's quote when he uh, spoke to, I don't know, ZSPN or NFL.com or NFL Networks are, he says, uh, quote, a lot of people don't get to see how loved they are while they're alive. So for him to have a situation where he could have been taken away and has a chance to come back and see all that love he got was a quote from his uncle yesterday. So that at least had – there was a connotation of optimism in that was something that people had taken. One of the things that I heard that scared me, frankly, and I don't know why because I don't know the person. It was uh, – trying to think who the reporter was. It was uh, one of the ESPN guys. Mm-hmm. He was based, they'd sent him to Buffalo, and he had talked to some of the Bills execs, I guess, and he just said one person, when he was asked, you know, what, what's going on, he just said something along the lines of, we're, we're just hope, we're, we're, we believe that, we believe that prayer works. Okay. And it, that felt kind of hoping for a miracle kind of, type thing and yeah, sure. that's always kind of alarming a little bit when you don't cuz usually if if things are trending in the positive direction someone officially starts to kind of say that a yeah, little bit sure. and we haven't gotten that yet yeah they're very quick to go no no, no hey we're hey we're going to be okay yeah, here yeah. or it looks there are some positive signs and it's been guarded and it's been super guarded yeah podcast brought to you in part by the Omens Athletics Foundation I want to thank the Rebel Nation for their incredible support during 2022. Thanks to your generosity, the Champions Now campaign is nearing the $52 million mark. They're looking forward to even bigger 2023. So for info on supporting Ole Miss Athletics, that's give2athletics.com. And then also basketball seasons are heating up for the men's and women's programs. You can show your support with their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. Sign up to pledge a specific amount. For the each Rebel win, you get blue priority points through every donation. You can visit uh, give2athletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation for that at 662-915-7159. Step into the new year in style. Um, if you haven't made the move already, you really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Go to deadsoxy.com. Enter the uh, code Rebel Grove at checkout. Get 25% off all orders, including sale items. As they continue to grow, they want to extend a special thank you for the continued support of the Rebel Grove community. The folks at Dead Soxy are constantly striving to improve their quality, relationships, and customer experiences. As an MPW Digital listener, you'll be the first to hear about all new products and opportunities as they come. 
Remember to enter the promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. Get 25% off all orders. And Happy New Year from Dead Soxie. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites, juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Visit Walk-On's today in Oxford or Ridgeland. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers, A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Want it, bid it, win it. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. They've got seven different flavors available for you, including their most recent New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp flavor. It's one of their best ones, along with their signature edition. It is uh, some of the more all-versatile options. You can uh, put them in salads. You can put them over pasta. You can do whatever you want with it. Just eat it right there uh, after it is done. You throw them in the freezer when you get them from the mail, and then in less than 10 minutes, freezer to plate there with Prime Shrimp. They've got money-back guarantees, and if you are a first-time customer, $20 off your first order with Prime Shrimp. That's primeshrimp.com, code MPW. So, as I mentioned, uh, just uh, for a couple minutes here, it was actually kind of a little bit of an interesting night in the SEC last night from a basketball standpoint. Ole Miss, again, losing 84-62 to Alabama, the Rebels go 35% from the field, but the more uh, important number, they go 8% from the three-point stripe, two for 24 last night, um, 71% from the line, if that mattered. Alabama, 46, 45, 68 are their uh, their splits. So 45% for three from one team, 8% from the other team. I can give you the uh, the winner at, uh, at that point um, as, again, the Tide – I mean, they're a Final Four contender. They're incredibly good in a home yeah. court. They were they were they were they were great last night. Um, for Ole Miss, Breakfield finished with fourteen. Ruffin finished with thirteen. Um, yeah, I mean, Morell with nine on four for thirteen shooting. Zero for five from three. Akuba had eleven, I think. Okay. Uh, they they he did they they. They did not play well enough on either end of the floor. Ruffin and to Morrell together went 0 for 12 from three. Yeah, Deshaun was 0 for 7. Morrell was 0 for 5. 0 for 5. They go to state on Saturday where I was talking to Rippy about it last night. I mean, that over-under total might be like 105. Neither team can score at all. No, it's um, – it's, it, but we're approaching the point where, like, you, hey, you guys have to pull something off here soon. And I don't know where they go get it. I mean, you know, they got State. Look, they've played arguably, probably the two best teams in the league already. So it only gets easier from here. 
That being said, they have to play a lot better. You have to shoot better. You, you've got to be able to knock down some open shots. You've, you've got to be able to defend better in the, on the perimeter. You've got to be able to defend better in the post. There's, there's an athleticism issue. There's a lot there. I mean, it's too early to do the autopsy here, but they got to get going here soon. We've talked about this. I mean, the next few games, I mean, today's the fourth. I mean, I've said, hey, let me know on January the 21st what the record is because you're going to have to win a couple of games to keep this thing with any degree of hope in it. And it's state, and then it's Auburn next Tuesday, and, and then, then it's, it's Carolina and Georgia. Carolina, Georgia, then at Arkansas. And at the end of that stretch of seven games, you need at least two wins, maybe three. When you say that, though, what what are you talking about? Like when you say keep whatever to optimism, prevent the conversation from shifting to nothing but okay, what happens? Yeah. To where there's actually a season conversation. To where there's a season conversation to where people aren't doing the, well, should we do something mid-season? Which is stupid, by the way. The answer is no. And the answer is God, no. No. And it will never be yes. But to where you can continue to recruit, where you can continue to do things where it's not just constantly, well, are you going to be there? Where it's... There's something to play for. Look, if you're one in six out of the gate in this league, you're not getting, you're not going to be in a conversation. And if you're not in the conversation and you get into February, late January, early February, and the arena feels like a funeral home. Which is kind of what it did last year. It's it's not kind of, it's exactly what it did last year where there's just nobody there. You've talked about this. You're certainly better tied into people than I am. It, it's not even, it's almost uncool right now to go yeah, well there's no uh, yeah, yeah and so you got to get past that uh, you got to make it exciting somehow some way and people can do the countdown to baseball season all you want and this is not a criticism in any shape form or fashion of college baseball but mid-february college baseball is not exactly like a showcase it's cold you're not playing great teams you Early season college baseball should not be detracting from basketball in mid to late February. That's not a criticism. That's a statement of fact. In much the same way that college basketball in November shouldn't be taking away from football. Right? If so, you have a problem. If, if you do, yeah. the football season went badly. Yeah, there, is, people, there is an issue. If, that is, if people are like, oh, man, I can't wait for basketball to get started, and they're saying that in early October, well, football season went to hell fast. And so I get it that Ole Miss won a championship and all that stuff. I understand that. I'm not criticizing in any shape, form, or fashion. But if, if the excitement of, of baseball is, well, thank God we have something now, that means that basketball was a total disaster. Well, no, I mean, look. And again, it's state – and they're going to have a bigger crowd. But let the weather be really good. We, we do this every year. You look for the commonality on dates. And the point is, this should never be a conversation. People should be at conference basketball and then work baseball in in February as they can. Yeah. But we do this every year where there's like those indictment days because you mm -hmm. look at this and that and go, 
and and I get this sounds dumb to people who don't really live here and see this. Ole Miss plays the first Saturday home baseball series against the Delaware Blue Hens okay. on February the 18th. Okay. Let the weather be about 70 degrees by some chance. And they play state at home in basketball the same day. Let the weather be 50 degrees. Yeah, whatever. Just don't be snowing. Yeah. I mean. There'll be a lot of people that go, I'm going to baseball. Right. To go watch, because Ole Miss will probably put some banners or something out that first Saturday. Sure, like, you know. But let me let's be clear here: it's a meaningless baseball game. <laughs> yeah, Delaware's not. I mean, I, I mean, anything. none. It's meaningless. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And again, I'm not criticizing. I watched a lot of baseball last year. I'll probably watch a lot of baseball again this year. But it, that game won't have any bearing whatsoever on what the committee ultimately does in late May. Just won't. No. And like I said, there will be some conversations where they go, hey, do you want to go to the basketball game? Or, hey, Grayson Sonia is pitching for the first time. You want to go see what he looks like? I know the answer. Yeah. And those are, as you said, that's an indictment. Yeah. Because if the basketball team were competitive, if they were fun, if it was exciting, people would go, nah, you know what? We can go to baseball tomorrow. We can yeah, go to sure. baseball next week. Yeah, whatever. There's a lot of baseball left. Let's go yeah. to the basketball game. Yeah. And the basketball game's warmer. The next week, Ole Miss is at home playing Purdue in baseball, and the basketball team is at home playing LSU, but it's at 7.30 at night. So, I mean. Well, and then it's can you get people to come from Swayze Swayze. and not go to dinner and go to basketball? And the answer last year was no, you can't. Yeah. Decent Big Ten team in town. You go, yeah. So, that's, that's a problem. Look, there's two ways that you judge a program's health. Wins and losses. And attendance. And butts and seats. That's how you do it. And then the eye test a little bit. You sort of know by feel. So they're, That's all I'm saying is that these next few games, if they can't get anything going to generate some degree of interest and excitement, you lose people in late January. That's, that's, not, that's not healthy. And they're what eight and six now? Oh and two in the league? I think that's right. I mean, we're fourteen yeah. games into a season where there's still nineteen games left. They've lost six of the last eight total. Yeah, just it's it's not good. Three of those at home at least. <clears throat> yeah, UCF, North Alabama, and Tennessee. So. Elsewhere around the league last night, LSU gave Kentucky all it wanted in Rupp, and Kentucky ended up winning by three. Uh, LSU had a shot at the buzzer to tie, missed it. It's kind of escaping for Kentucky, who's relative to Kentucky, incredibly average right now. Um, yep, that's LSU the word. plays hard. Um, he's done a good job. He's there. done a good job. He really has. the roster quickly. Carolina and Vanderbilt played in overtime last night. Neither team is good, but. I mean, you didn't watch Ole Miss and go, "Oh God, they're way better." No, um, no, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I watched. I, I watched more of Carolina and Vanderbilt than I'd like to admit. Yeah, because there were moments last night where I was questioning what exactly I was doing with my time, and no, both of those teams look kind of on the same level with Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss plays Vanderbilt twice. They play Carolina twice, and and, and I. They play Carolina twice for sure, and then it feels like they either play Georgia or Vanderbilt twice. I don't remember which one it is. 
But I guess if my, my point was if you told me they were playing both of those teams in home and homes and predict a record, I would one probably predict one. two and two. Yeah, right. I wouldn't go. Oh, that's four wins at all. Winnable games. Ole Miss doesn't. Ole Miss doesn't play like a team that has a lot of confidence right now. They don't no. shoot with a lot of confidence. They they don't defend with a lot of confidence. They have some guys that are playing hard. I'm not questioning that, but I'm talking about confidence. You know, and Kermit talked last night about you know they need Deshaun and Matt to play well together, and they do. He's right, but that doesn't appear to be. Uh, that doesn't appear to be imminent. They look they look like they have no confidence. They look kind of beaten down. They look like, I mean, just casual observer from 10,000 feet. I haven't talked to a player all year. I don't know. I don't cover them. But they don't, they don't look right. They look, let's look down. Like the body language is bad. Body language is bad early. With they miss a couple shots and start kind of looking around and looking down and just. Only a couple of guys that don't fit that category. Like, yeah. I love Jamin Brakefield's body language. I mean, I wish yeah. for Jamin he was a little more explosive, but he's, he's trying. playing really hard. Yeah, he's trying. And he's played fine. And he's leading. No, he's, he's, played, he's played well. Yeah, he's good. He's played well. If he was, if everybody else was doing what they're supposed to do, in quotes, and then he gave you that, you go, hey, no, that's, 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 that's. If he were the third or fourth player on yeah. a team. Yeah, oh, yeah, fine. You're, you're, hey, you're, you got something going, but. Yeah. When he's having to lead it. Well, he's not explosive enough to be the guy. Yeah. And so, by the way, Brandon Miller at Alabama. Whew, yeah, he's son. all right. He can do things. Yeah, Bama got really fortunate. His dad played tight in there about 25, 20 years ago. For one year. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere last night, the other game, speaking of Ole Miss is in Starkville on Saturday, is uh, Tennessee just killed the Bulldogs in Knoxville last night. Yeah. 87-53 that final, and it wasn't that close. Um, again, State can't score at all. And Tennessee, when it plays well, is it's, a really good team. Yeah. They've got SEC home opener. Yeah. They, they were locked in last night. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. 
This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Tonight, the rest of the uh, the games in the league, Auburn is at Georgia tonight, A&M's at Florida, and Missouri is at Arkansas tonight. Missouri at Arkansas is an interesting game. Missouri Arkansas is banged up, and Missouri's played well. Missouri Offensively, has, they're really good. Defensively, they can get pretty iffy. But yeah, they've played really well. Yeah, they're okay. They've, I mean, they're a tournament team today, right? Or they have not. They maybe haven't played a good enough schedule to this point. I'm curious to see what the net ratings are. I'll pull up SEC net ratings. It won't take me a second. All right, this is as of um, – I'm guessing this is as of this morning. In the SEC right now, net Tennessee's a 2. Alabama's 8. Arkansas's 10. Uh, Missouri's 30. So, yeah, big game for uh, – big opportunity for Missouri tonight. Auburn's 32. Kentucky's 38. Mississippi State's now 45, so they're bubbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florida is 66, LSU is 79, Ole Miss is 91, Texas A&M, probably the disappointment of the league so far, 97, Vanderbilt now 118, Georgia 132, South Carolina up to 260. They were in the 300s. I mean, from a net standpoint, the league's pretty strong. You've got... Yo, the league's going to be good. You've got 10 teams that are... In the top 100. Yeah, that's no that's no issue. And then I always do this because they're joining sooner rather than later. Oh, sooner. Um, look at me. You got sound effects, right? <laughs> Texas is 12. <laughs> I do have them somewhere. Let's yeah. see. On your board, right? Are they marked? What'd that do? I don't know. I didn't hear it. Did you hear it? No, I don't have my headphones yeah. on. Okay. Whatever. It's yeah. fine. Um. Texas is 12. Oklahoma is 52. Okay. Yeah, what sound effect did we get there? Um, I don't know. Sorted topics. Still a lot more to go today. We'll uh, get into a few of those here in a second. First, day about Johnson Hill Creamery. JohnsonHillCreamery.com. Small batch artisanal cheese. They make in-house, locally, everyday charcuterie boards, grazing tables, workshops, and more. And as we told you yesterday, it is king cake season. You can go ahead and get your... Uh, Get your king cake now. You can shop those at johnsonhillcreamery.com. They've got multiple sizes. They've got a uh, a new flavor. It's the blueberry cheesecake option right now there for, uh, for you. They've got lemon, plain cinnamon, praline pecan, the normal cheesecake, lots of stuff. Johnson Hill Creamery, johnsonhillcreamery.com or 662-419-9201. We're also brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. I've been telling you about this for a while. I've been taking some of their uh, supplements, vitamins, things of that nature. 
I've not really felt better. Uh, you can too. Just go to solutionsrx.com. Check out their website. They're also available in uh, all across the continental U.S., including Mississippi. Uh, but solutionsrx.com, promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Game Changer Patches, they're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for your next play, GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at uh, checkout for your purchase. For 20% off your purchase, I should say. ACS, uh, owned and operated by my friend Clay McNutt, Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider. It's a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. One of my girls, I guess Caroline, was at Lamon's Fine Jewelry yesterday getting some jewelry repaired. The customer service there is always amazing. They'll take great care of you. It's uh, Valentine's Day season coming up, engagement season, I guess, if you will, all of that stuff coming up, wedding season. If you're in any of those markets, go check out Lamons, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. It's LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We'll have a uh, Mind on My Money tomorrow that's brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, If you are interested in getting in touch with the Pinnacle 401k advisory services team, they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Just go to mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John if you're planning a trip. You want one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him give you some options and um, he'll take great care of you. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. So this uh, transformation committee thing, not a ton of stuff that's overly whatever. I mean, I think transformation is a really bad word for it because that makes it out like, oh, God, they're like what doing all this different stuff. And there's some there's some stuff for sure, but... 25% post of teams We're not talking about making, swimming, right, or diving. We're, what are we? What are what? We, you transformation, NCAA, where we were going. There you go. Uh, any team with, I think, over 200 programs that play the sport, I guess is the way to put it, um, they suggested, and this is that committee that Sankey's a co-chair. I feel like somebody else is a co-chair too. Maybe it's Swarbrick. I don't know, something like that. Maybe the Notre Dame AD. But um, they want 25% of teams making the postseason. That would create a 90-team tournament in basketball and just less than 90 in baseball, something like that. When we already have a hard time getting to 68 as well, I don't – there's some stuff in here that I like, but there's some stuff in here that I frankly don't like at all and don't understand the point of it. Am I missing something? I mean – What's the purpose, I guess, would be my question. Make more people feel good. Make more coaches be able to say, "Hey, well, we, coaches want it because then they can tab the hey, made the, tournament. Made the tournament." But if one out of every four teams makes the tournament, 
look, you want to expand the basketball tournament, expand it, whatever. You're watering it down. The college baseball tournament, I, I don't see how you could do it. I don't see how you could go to 90 teams. There aren't 90 good teams. Like you said, by the time you do the automatic qualifiers and stuff, and I realize where we are and the storyline, and you wrote a whole book about it, but that was a once-in-a-lifetime deal too. Usually in basketball and baseball, the last team out. What do we do now? The bubble's going to be who's the 91st team as opposed to the 90th team? Like, I'm watching Vanderbilt in South Carolina last night. Well, because we're talking about, hey, their net's 88. So, hey, they're right well, in there. I got I mean, it right here. So, I mean, these are the teams that are like in the 90s. Seton Hall, their net's 89. They're 7 and 8. Uh, Villanova's net is 92. They're 7 and 7. Uh looking for the big leagues here we go uh michigan their net's 81 they're eight and five nebraska's 84th they're eight and seven um i'll go to sec i'll get to it this these are the conversations we'd be having is any is does anyone find this interesting Colorado State was 109. San Jose State's 96. San Jose State's 10 and 5. Colorado State's 7 and 7. Um, Pac 12. USC is 83. Stanford's, Stanford's net is 108. They're 5 and 9, Chase. In the SEC, we talked about it. LSU is 79. I mean, LSU's going to be in the conversation anyway. Ole Miss is 91. So Ole Miss would literally be on the cut line. Mm -hmm. Does Ole Miss look like a tournament team to you? Well, no, of course not. Uh, We watched South Carolina, Vanderbilt, 118. They're 8 and 6 right now. Same record as Ole Miss. Did you you watch some of them last night? Did they look like a tournament team to you? A tournament team? Of course not. I mean, not even close. I mean, it's not. I I, I mean, Georgia's 10 and 3, 0 and. 10-3 Ten and three overall, zero and two on the road. What are they in the league? I'm looking for conference record. I don't see it. I, Georgia has eight quad four wins. They have two quad three wins, and nothing else. Ole Miss has one quad one win, three quad three wins, and they're four and one against quad four. That's not a tournament resume, but we're going to build out the tournament to that. What's the, for what reason? I, I guess more TV, more brackets. Sure, that it, just be transparent about it. Don't say it's as well. We think a quarter of the team should compete. No, you don't. You just you're just throwing stuff out there. But like in baseball or softball, are there are there ninety teams that are postseason worthy? I mean, whatever. First world problems and all, but it just feels like feels like you're expanding for the sake of expanding. It's not I, I know people will say, well, football's expanding to twelve. Yeah, but we all look at that and go, we understand it. It's a giant moneymaker. I'm not sure expanding the college softball tournament is is a giant moneymaker.
Am I missing something or? No, I'm just thinking. I mean, I I was trying to think of other reasonings that would be there, and I mean, there's really not. I mean, their and their only argument is, hey, it's cool for teams to be in the postseason. I mean, that's that, well, that, sure. that that's essentially it. I mean, sure. and it is. The whole season's about making the postseason. But if you make it where teams like Ole Miss and Vanderbilt in basketball are making the tournament this year, well, then everyone's making the tournament unless you're just completely. I mean, do you really? I mean, I guess what, here's what I'm asking. You get to the end of a conference season and two teams that are 6-11 and 11 in the league are fighting for their seventh league win. Mm-hmm. I mean, are we really going to go, hey, yeah, this is this is to get into the play-in. Stanford and Ole Miss, two teams that are below 500. Is there really a demand for that? No. In no sport. I mean, it's not even just basketball. No, I mean, I, I'm not picking I mean, on Ole Miss here. I'm just saying, is there really a demand for that? And coaches are like, well, I, I can say I made the tournament. Okay. Because I'm sure somebody's raising their hand going, well, I mean, Ole Miss, you know, could have been left out and they won the baseball thing. Yeah, but if had they been left out, they didn't do what was necessary to earn their spot in. That yep. is a part of it. It's not that some team and some sport can't go on some magical run or have some magical day. Well, six months later, we're not sitting here going, you know, NC State really got screwed. They could have done what Ole Miss did. No, no one's saying that. And had Ole Miss not made it, like to your point, nobody would today be going, you know, they really got screwed. No, they didn't. They didn't win enough. Now, to their everlasting credit, they got the spot and they absolutely made the very most of it. Kudos. It's a great story. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't change the fact that had they not gotten in, it wouldn't have been some miscarriage of justice. It wouldn't have. They had a losing SEC record. They lost in the first day of the SEC tournament. They had opportunities. They didn't do it. NC State's the same way. If you were to ask NC State today, do you feel like you got screwed? Honestly, their answer would be no, we just didn't do enough. If we would have just done a little bit more, maybe we would have gotten that spot. Right. So I don't see where expanding it makes a ton of sense. But it's, if, if they're having these conversations, they're probably going to do it. I do like this. They say that the committee is recommending the formation of sports-specific management committees. Basically, every Division One sport will have a national championship. With, with a national championship, will have its own entity, and the management committees will have decision-making power and the ability to move quickly without bureaucratic delays. Completely fine. All good. Sure. Makes tons of sense. They're recommending new requirements that all Division I schools provide medical coverage for athletics-related injuries for a minimum of two years following graduation or completion of athletic experiences. Yep. They require maybe part of a more holistic athlete benefits model. Another part of the new model will require schools to pay for athletes who are on full scholarships to, to get their degrees within 10 years of leaving school. Okay, sure. Chet makes a good point. Yeah. You do it because the season ends in December for many teams with eyes that would watch. So let's let's circle back. If it were a 90-team tournament, and right now Ole Miss was still in the conversation, would there be more interest? You tell me you're much more in touch with the fan <sighs> because you have a social life here, and I don't. I mean, to I a, mean would there be more interest if it were a 90-team tournament? to a degree, as far as the regular season mattering more, and I'm using quotes for those not watching ESPN 8, I mean, sure, but you still know the product you're watching. So to to an extent, sure. I mean, hey, 
can they get in? We all like brackets. We all like postseason. It would give us a segment to talk about. Sure. People would listen and be somewhat engaged. But at the same time. <laughs> Very somewhat. Yeah, but at the same time, it, it's not like, because it's the best example. Okay. I mean, again, I wasn't, we didn't have a day to think about this. Here's the argument for it. What the hell's the difference in that in a six and six football team that makes a bowl game? Nothing. It's the exact same thing. Which is their argument? I mean, hell in football, the postseason is made by fifty something percent of teams. It is, at least. But bowl games are a different creature in that they've been around forever. They're made for ESPN events, played at the holidays. We have bowl games not no, I, I know. We have bowl games not to reward the players. We have bowl they play the Independence Bowl because ESPN goes, I I really need something to program on December the twenty first. The NFL's I mean the, the college football season's over. People aren't engaged in the NBA yet. Like ESPN basically launched its NBA coverage this week. ESPN's got metrics. They know what they're doing. They know what draws eyeballs. And so they know in those days in December, you got to put something out there that's different, that's festive. Bowls are festive, and I'm using quotes too. No, I know. Yeah, sure. As opposed to people just aren't ready to watch Seton Hall Rutgers on December the 19th. People don't really turn to college basketball until now. I mean, look, I agree. There's too many teams making the postseason in these sports anyway, in my opinion. I mean... I mean, you could argue that 68's too damn many. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, we had 64. It was fine. We didn't need the extra four. And the play-in's fine, but it's unique. They expanded it with something unique. It's a TV date, though. Same thing. It, it's a lot like the is. bowls. It's just a TV production to it's, that. Well, it's what, literally, it's the Tuesday and Wednesday before the tournament starts. It's adding two days to the tournament because all the selection Sunday is on Sunday, obviously, which means the conference tournaments end on Sunday. So there's just one dead day instead of three dead days. They need something to put on the TV screen. And so you play the play-in games, and they have this feel to them, and you put them on a neutral side in Dayton, and it kind of, I've been there. It's kind of, believe it or not, it's kind of cool. Yeah, sure. And it works on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday. And then the tournament starts Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, noon, Eastern, and everybody's into it, and their brackets are rolling. And here we go. And everybody tweets, my brackets blown up on the first day. Like, no one cared. But everyone does it anyway. That's why they do it. So would people, would it be more fun if you had a bigger bracket? Maybe so. Uh, something that would not affect any SEC schools at all, but just in general, the FBS, they, they're asking the FBS to reconsider its football attendance requirement while focusing on other elements that more directly link the student-athlete experience to expectations for membership. I'm fine with that. You know, the rule now is that you have to have an average attendance of 15,000 fans per game to remain FBS. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Per game, once every, over two years or whatever, however that works. Okay. Um. So they want to lift that requirement into some other things. 
I get it, but at the same time, that's such a low number that if you can't hit that, I mean, you're really in the same league with the big boys. I mean, a bunch of teams that don't get there. I know that's what I'm saying, and that's why they're ULM doesn't get there because you don't want to force teams out of FBS that do everything else right. Right, just don't have fifteen thousand. So I have no. Some of that's beyond your control, really. Oh, completely. And then the committee decided against changing the minimum number of sports sponsored to be a Division One member at this time, but did recommend the board direct. Do what? Oh, trash? No. That did sound kind of loud, didn't it? It kind of felt like they hit something, but they didn't. Yeah, it did sound a uh, a little whatever there. So, I don't know. That's it. I mean, the sports management committees are the biggest thing that came out of yesterday, and I have no problem with it. Okay, that's fine. The each sport has its own. Yeah. And because I, I, I know somebody goes, hey, more committees are never the answer. And I understand that in general. But the problem now is that things are getting bogged down in bureaucracy so much that nothing can move at all. That when you, they're, they're actually not more committees, they're less because you can just streamline the the decisions through. Now, figuring out who's on these committees and how that works and what exactly the checks and balances are is a completely different animal. But nonetheless, this is all part of uh, the new president, Charlie Baker, I think's his name, that replacing Mark Emmert. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's his. He's his, delegating. His regime has taken off. Good for him. That's what we're doing right here. So. Good for him. Way to go. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to move on in a minute. We'll hit some football before we finish up. But um, I'm just in passing, I call Kentucky relatively average. Is it fixable or is that just what they are this year? Are they not? Are they banged up or anything? Or is this what this – I mean, because look, here at some point, Cal hasn't done a very good job. Mm-mm. It's making too much money to not do a very good job. Yeah, they're frustrated. Um they should be better. They've, they're not completely healthy, but they should be better. Look, what's happened with him is the same thing that's happened in football a little bit is that the talent pool has been dispersed a little. If you look around the league, for example, Kentucky's no longer the only sexy team for recruits. Look at the elite recruits. They're at Alabama. They're at Arkansas. Um, trying to think. It feels like I'm skipping somebody. Auburn has recruited at a really high level over the years. Sure. Those kids used to just all go to Kentucky. Now they don't. And Kentucky's not quite as hot anymore. Still very good and still talented, but the transfer portal has changed the game a little bit. Teams are just more competitive. I mean, look at LSU. LSU played them to the wire last night with a team full of transfers. But no, to answer your question about Cal, he's look, they're underachieving. And if this is what they are, which is 38 net, they're in the tournament. They're 10 and four. There's but six of their 10 wins are quad four wins. Two are quad three wins. Oh, they really? They're 0 and three in quad one, two and one in quad two. So they're not beating good teams. And they don't look as good as some of those other teams. I mean, just. Watching their personnel. It now, that said, if Kentucky fired John Calipari today, yeah, he would have 
Oh, well, I mean, of 20 course. offers within 20 minutes. Of course. His agent would be, hey, we have a check. But that doesn't mean it's working? No, no. He's been it's there a long he, time, too. Sometimes you can stay somewhere so long that it just gets stale. Really? Hmm. Never seen that. Happens. Yeah. Um, he's been there 12 years? At least. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Because he replaced Gillespie? Yeah. Was there a coach in between, or was that, is that I it? I don't think so. I think he replaced Billy. Yeah, I do, too. That's what I was thinking. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, pro controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender for those who need that extra step, and much more. So, again, get the uh, best internet in Lafayette County or also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties for those who did not previously have internet. That's 662-238-3159. If, you are, uh, if you're headed to, to Oxford anytime soon, whether it's for basketball, baseball, whatever, maybe both, check out uh, Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's Opa. They've got uh, great, fabulous food, craft libations as well. Uh, check them out. It's a uh, fun place to spend an evening. If you're hanging out in Oxford during the day, uh, run by Rafters uh, on the square. Rafters Music and Food. Grab a burger, a po' boy, an appetizer, and uh, have a drink. Watch a ball game, playoffs, all those things uh, before the kids take over at night. Great place to stop at Rafters. I've got a uh, mailbag up. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you. We've talked about that. But if you're looking for a hard-to-find a quality uh, talent for your business, they can help you with that as well. Just get in touch with them. You've got nothing to lose. Uh, payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138, or check out their uh, website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And if you're a displaced corporate executive or you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, uh, maybe you are an experienced entrepreneur and you're looking to diversify. Andy Ledecky can help you. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises, businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Uh, so call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, so you have nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. 
Contact Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and they offer MedSync for your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one prescription choice there with you with Tyson Drugs or G&M, wherever you are, and it's easy to transfer your medications. They can do that. After one phone call, they take care of the rest. So uh, don't have to stay with a big box pharmacy. Let GNM or Tyson Drugs handle your pharmaceutical needs. Again, that's 662-236-2222. You posted a, uh, a football coaching staff sort of update on the board yesterday at rebelgrove.com. You should subscribe if you have uh, if you have not. It'd be great. It's really, really cheap as, uh, as always. So you should take advantage of that if you will. Um, Pete Golding's name coming up a lot. Yep. The uh, Alabama defensive coordinator, somebody who has uh, obviously ties to Mississippi, has been on uh, on the radar before. When Matt Luke, I guess when he got the job, is that what was I, is that was it then? When Matt so, got the job, yeah, permanently, yeah. Well, no, a year in, a year in, when he was making changes, that's right. He, Golding's name was targeted. Well, he up. targeted Pete Golding. Yeah. And I think Pete Golding told them that, hey, I want the job. I'm going to take the job. Some then, family had told some people he was going to take the job. And then he ghosted them. Yeah. That's pretty I mean, much what, that's happened. what happened. There's no point in parsing words. Yeah. Um, I was told yesterday he's got one year left on a contract at Alabama. He's a really good recruiter. Um, he's done a good job from a recruiting standpoint there. They. Seems sort of hit and miss about some of his defensive uh, coaching from time to time, and it it's he's he's almost developed this this Ole Miss coordinator version of like, hey, go hire John Gruden. What he did to message boards for years, where every time there's even a possibility of a change or anything, Golden's name is the one that pops up. Um, look, I guess something could happen in the next three hours, but. I, I typically well, if it's going to happen, it'll happen today when I don't have Wi Fi yeah, exactly. for five hours and okay. I'll, I'll be I'll be accused of not working. That's 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 inevitable. I typically hear a good bit and it's been really quiet from this standpoint. Um it does not appear like Alabama is wanting to, to lose him or get rid of him. Um right. and there's been very little again, who knows? It's not like we've got direct lines to Lane and he's sharing all of his thoughts with all the media. But it does not feel like some fire sale that is just firing guys without other landing spots going on. That is not no. what appears to be at the moment. Um, no, at all. It appears might be much more methodical, much more passive. Um, you know, could some changes happen? Sure. Not saying that at all. I think there are two. But th- I don't think he was ever walking into an office and going, you, 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 get in here, pa- pal. No. I think there are two or three guys that if they found another job, that he wouldn't fight to keep them. He'd wish them well. Oh, sure. And that's about it. Look, they went eight and four from a common sense standpoint. That's not when you burn all those bullets. You only get to do that a certain number of times. You, you, if if you're walking in cleaning house after an eight and four season, what happens if you go six and six? What do you do then? So you got to be careful with that. And then the other thing is when you let people go, you've got to replace them. Who do you replace them with? Yeah. When there's a market where a lot of people are looking for coaches. So um 
As for Golding, last night was the first night that I heard anything about that to make me think that there was ever something, and I don't think there's been any conversation for a while. I guess it's possible that that could heat up. But it's difficult for me to believe that Pete Golding's leaving Alabama on his own volition. Maybe he does. Saban is hard to work for. It wears you out. It's constant. Um, but I don't think so. And then what, what, what happens with Chris Partridge in that environment? Right. Chris has been one of the better recruiters on that staff for, for the past three years. So you, there's, there's just more to it than that. I don't know, you know how all that would work. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'd bet against it, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. And what's I think, and this is mildly educated and a lot of guessing, what's happened a little bit is that Bama kind of expected, some people around Alabama kind of expected Saban to potentially move on from him just because it's sort of been on the precipice for years and it hasn't happened. I think maybe this is the year after you missed the playoff. And yeah. there's basically a lot of kind of sea change to Alabama in general. You got all those underclassmen including Eli Ricks yesterday, which people didn't necessarily expect. Um, a lot of underclassmen going into the draft, a lot of changes. You're losing Will Anderson and Bryce Young and all this stuff that, hey, maybe this is part of that process. And the speculation, given everything else involved, is that if Golding was out, Ole Miss would be an obvious place to land. I think we're, I think people are putting a bunch of blocks together. And well, I, mean, I, look, I had someone tell me last night that Lane, Lane wants Golding. So maybe there's something to it. I can't sit here and tell you there's nothing to it. I can just tell you that it's hard to get anywhere with it. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, this this could be imminent or this could happen. And it could heat up fast. I mean, it's just a couple of phone calls. But there would be some moving pieces that would have to happen to make it make sense. Yeah. He's got ties here. He's got family here. His wife is from here, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's there's stuff. But we've also been down this road before, and it didn't happen. And it didn't really end in a very graceful manner. And no. Some of the same people are still around who were there then, so you'd have that to deal with. I'm not saying that would be insurmountable, but... Yeah, just stuff. There's stuff. Yeah, sure. So, we'll see. Again, I mean, it's it's... It it is that silly season for any changes, any movement. Um, you know, Thornton was out quickly. Everybody knew when that was. I mean, we basically heard he was saying goodbye to everybody after the last game, knowing that was that was it. Um, yeah, that was a that was a quick one. His last couple of weeks in Oxford were not great. No, had a rough. There was stuff. Had a really rough end there. Yeah, that last week was. There was stuff. A lot of stuff. And that's you got some experience there. Got an upgrade there with, sure. with Garrison at offensive For line. Sure. That was a that was an overall good move. Um the linemen we talked to over the course of bowl season were seemed pleased. And I know they're always gonna get you know, not gonna say whatever, I do think at this level you have to have a mix of some older coaches. Yeah. You can't just be a bunch of young guys. It can't just be nothing but young energy recruiter guys. Okay, yeah, but you're you're managing. You need some experience. I I think they 
not, not a criticism of, of Thornton at all. I just think there's an upgrade there that comes with experience. Yeah, sure. He's going to be a really good coach. At day. the position and what the overall staff looks like and how you put those things together, right. both of those things. He could end up yeah. going to Auburn and going great because the, the staff composition is different. Sure. Sort of. And Well, Hugh is a little bit more hands-on from a schedule standpoint than Kiffin. I think that's safe to say. Yeah, sure. They, uh, I guess, had the Under Armour All American game. They, uh, or maybe just in general, I don't. Maybe that's not where they were. Um, the athletic did a story. Uh, huh? Did you watch the All American game? No, I never turned it on. I mean, I followed. Really? But you I didn't watch. Oh, no, it's great. Okay. Team Phantom and Team. I was. Just, I, I'm. I'm all Phantom all the time. Okay. I just. Uh, I won't even acknowledge the other team. One of the recruits said that on a recruiting visit, he took over 700 photos. They required over 700 photos over the course of the weekend. Was he like going through sorority rush? What was the deal? I don't yeah. know. I mean, wow. Yeah. That is a lot of Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All the players had an- anonymity. Um, they asked, what was the largest amount of NIL money discussed with you by a coach or representative? Um, 400000 to a defensive back um, a year. Okay. One player said never had anything. Uh-huh, sure. Um, somebody said $1 million on signing day. They called the parents and coaches. Um, I don't want to answer that one, but it was more than a million. Ooh. One school mentioned 3.2 over 4. Okay. Nobody taught NIL. Uh-huh. Uh, over seven figures. It wasn't the coaches. It was the guy who did NIL stuff. The closer I got to the commitment, the more and more things went up. Um, you're going to look at me like I'm dumb. It was 75000 a car in my own apartment. Um, but I know you're not getting any money if I'm if you're bad. The school introduces you to the people who are going to pay you. Numbers didn't come up. Da-da-da. Uh, Schools knew that wasn't going to attract me, so they didn't talk about it much. The biggest amount of money was $3 million over four years. You were paid for your results. It played a factor, but not as big as some people might have think. There were some big numbers, but nothing specific. It was between fifty and seventy-five k. Um, the prices can range. The, the price can uh, range depending on how much of an impact you make with the program. I thought thought that wasn't allowed. It's thought not, it couldn't be. Yeah, this is not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I would be curious to see. truth serum on these answers because i understand why kids don't go no it was absolutely the most important thing i get that that's a hard conversation for an 18 year old sure i get it but they were all asked where did nil play a part and almost all of them said second or third that was i mean almost down the line second or third was the yeah i believe them well you're not going to a school you hate only because of that that makes no look if you go to five sec schools or a mix of sec and big 10 schools they're all offering you roughly the same thing it does still come down to recruiting and comfort and relationships and those things that recruiting still matters saying that and i'm not picking on kiffin here when i say this i'm just other coaches say this too and i think it's a bit of a cop-out when they say it's nothing it's all about recruiting I mean, it's all about NIL. No, it's not. I don't, I don't believe that. I think it's still about relationships and it's still about you know, building trust and 
things like that. One one school they ask about uh, photo shoots, and he goes, "Yeah, I did a lot of them. The best one was Georgia Tech. They had bubble guns, thrones, and three hundred and sixty media view and backgrounds. So oh, all kind of stuff there. There you go. In, Look at that in Atlanta. Bubble guns. Yeah, player eight said I took over seven hundred photos in one place. It was kind of a waste of time. You think? Yeah. How long would it take for you to take seven hundred photos of oh, yourself? God. I mean, I mean, a couple decades." Come on. I mean. At least. The entire holidays, how many photos did you take of that you're in? Oh. The entire holidays. Fewer than 10. Yeah. I, I, I think I can count them. I mean, it's probably four or five. I don't know. Yeah, like four. Yeah. Something like that. So. All right. Uh, to, let's see. Rebelgrove.com. Have some coverage headed your way. Stay locked in for any recruiting news, coaching staff news, if it does uh, if it does come out or more. Back with you tomorrow morning. We talking to Jeffrey tomorrow? Yeah, I think yeah, so. We'll talk to Jeffrey tomorrow yeah. morning on the uh, on the show. So uh, another day, another podcast. Back on a normal schedule here with the new year upon us. So I uh, hope all of you have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.